0: My name is Dr. Kieran Driscoll, and I'm here with Professor Giuseppe Valar at the JNNP podcast from the BNPA. And uh, I'm very grateful for Professor Valar to spare us a few moments to um, summarize his talk uh, briefly on neglect that he delivered uh, this morning. So, Professor, is there a way of summarizing what you uh, told us over the space of for half an hour to summarize it into five minutes or so?
1: Spatial neglect is the equivalent of uh, aphasia from lesions of the of the right hemisphere. Uh, it is quite frequent, and it uh, it takes place in over two thirds of patients after a stroke in the right hemisphere. It is a quite disabling disorder in that it is a negative indicator for. Prognosis. Though in recent years, fortunately, it can be rehabilitated with some success. It is also interesting from the point of view of understanding how our brain works in that in as it represents the space around us and our body. Basically, clinically. Patients with left neglect, because the disorder is much more frequent and severe after damage to the right hemisphere and it involves the opposite side of space, fail to explore, to react, to attend to every kind of stimulus coming from the left side. And they also fail to explore and to make use of the left side of their body. In addition to these defective manifestations, they manifest sometimes also productive manifestations in that they can perform unrequested actions in peripersonal space, such as, uh, for instance, putting a signature on a sheet for the examination or repeated marks on uh, a sheet they have to explore. And uh, as far as their body is concerned, they may even show more apparent and dramatic delusional views. For instance, they can deny that the left side of of their body is their own, they can even hit the left side of their body, and uh, they tend to defend in a very illogical way these delusional views. So from this point of view, spatial neglect has been also of interest to philosophers and neurophilosophers, so-called, because it opens a window on how our mind works and on a number of related issues, for instance, on about we are able to monitor our performance. Because in many many instances these patients are entirely unaware of their deficits, as this on the one hand is a problem for rehabilitation. Because if you don't know that you are sick, it is difficult that uh, it is more difficult that you may undergo and collaborate to rehabilitation strategies and plans. And also it is interesting because it sheds light on The systems in the human brain which allow us to monitor our performance in the variety of domains. So, to summarize, spatial neglect is of interest to physicians, to people in the health systems involving rehabilitation, and finally to psychologists and uh, Philosophers, and in general, to everyone who is involved in understanding how
0: the brain and the mind work. Thank you very much. If, if I might ask a question, you mentioned the right hemisphere dominance, two thirds, I think. About, uh, yes. About two thirds. Is there any evidence that if the, a left handed dominant person, where there's reverse dominance of the brain, that there's any alteration in this dominance? In other words, if an individual is is left hand dominant rather than right hand dominant, uh, well, actually, uh, most of patients have
1: right hemisphere damage, neglect, and are uh, right handed. The relation between uh, handedness and spatial cognition and attention is one of independence, in that basically some. Left handed patients have a total reversal of dominance, but uh, you may be left handed and have a partial major uh, dominance for space. So uh, basically, handedness is uh, one thing, and uh, spatial representation is another thing. So they are be- largely independent. That's great.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah.